Thank you for tuning in to the Remnant Godcast. We're excited for you to be here on this May 2nd National Day of Prayer edition of the show. And I thought there's probably no better person to have on the show than my own mom because she's a pastor. Her name is Pastor Lorraine Coconado, and she's been praying on a prayer call now for over a year. And I'm going to ask a little bit more details about the prayer call for President Trump. And so I wanted to just real quickly play a clip of uh, two senators that this is done at the National Day of Prayer breakfast where they're praying blessing over President Donald Trump. So let's listen to that clip real quick. standing together and praying for each other. And if you would allow Chris and I to be able to do that, we'd like to do that for you today. Father, thank you for the way that you do provide for us. Pray that you would pour your overwhelming blessing and wisdom on the president, on the vice president, his cabinet and his team. Pray that you would energize him, that you would give him wise counsel in quiet moments as he has a gap to be able to think pray that you would guide him in the way to go because he leads our nation. Give him the insight that he needs. Give him joy in the task and use him for your kingdom's sake and for our nation and world's sake. In the name of Jesus, I ask. Heavenly Father, we pray for all who are in positions of responsibility and authority and all who seek a closer relationship with you. This morning, we especially pray for President Trump and we ask that your wisdom your blessing and your peace would be upon him and his family as they serve us, and that today you would touch his heart and all who've been with us here this morning at this National Prayer Breakfast. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, there's a lot of prayer going on in Washington, D.C., especially today. And I was just saying to somebody tonight, I've never recalled seeing so much prayer in Washington, D.C. So to join us today, we have Pastor Lorraine Coconado. Pastor Lorraine, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I'm thankful to be on. So why don't you tell us a little bit about how this prayer call that you do weekly got started and what is some of the things that you've been seeing happening as a result and and just tell us a little bit about it. Okay, well, the prayer call actually got started three years ago. I was working with some people over the phone in President Trump's office in New York. It had nothing to do with him being president because he wasn't yet president. It was the beginning of 2016. And I felt very inspired by the Lord to ask permission to start a national prayer call. So I waited a season of time, and they got back to me, and they said, go for it. And I said, wow, that's awesome. So I didn't even know how to start because I do. we do have a lot of connections around the country, both you and I, mm. but I didn't really know who would really be willing to sacrifice a weekly hour, and that's a lot of time for someone in, in pastoral ministry and a leader in the church. Uh, every Thursday we do this for one hour, and we pray and intercede for the president, for his wife, for the government, for the vice president, of course, and his wife, and for all those that are standing in agreement with President Donald J. Trump. Amen. Amen. And so what, what are some of the, the issues that you've seen that have come up on the call, something that may be a reoccurring theme uh, that you guys are praying about? Well, I want to address something that actually has to do with the people that are praying, the prayer leaders that are praying, 
be it either leaders in a, in a church setting or ministry or pastors, is that the warfare, the spiritual warfare that everyone is experiencing has become more and more extreme over the last maybe year or so since we started three years ago because hmm. of the increase of opposition against our president, and we are standing with him and believing that God has called him for this time and season in in the line of eternity. This is the moment that the Lord chose this man. And even though a lot of people think that he's very carnal, and some people say he's not saved, those that are in the Christian community, meaning that he's not a person who you would consider to be a Christ-like person, when it comes down to it, this man is more righteous than most. Hmm. And I really believe that's why God chose him, because he is a man that speaks the truth. He tells the truth. Right. And that's very difficult in the hour that we live in. So the people that stand in the gap for him, that are praying for him on a regular basis, not only on this weekly prayer call, but some of them are on other calls. I also participate in other national prayer calls. In fact, I was on one the day before on Wednesday. That was a wonderful call. And the the issue that's happening over and over is people saying, wow, I'm getting so catapulted by the enemy through mm. all the warfare that's happening because I'm standing with the president. Yeah. So, you know, the Bible tells us that we will have this kind of warfare because we don't fight against flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers, dominions, spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. So these are real issues when it comes to prayer, we are praying against the tide of iniquity, the tide of opposition, and against people who have no sense of biblical substance, or, or nor do they have a desire to submit to the Lord God Almighty. So it is, it's a hard call in this hour. So I read them a passage today. I don't know if you want me to read this. It's relatively short. Sure. But I read them a passage that I thought would be very encouraging to them. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Oh, okay. All right, so it's Jeremiah 30, starting on verse 16. Therefore, all those who devour you shall be devoured, and all your adversaries, every one of them, shall go into captivity. Those who plunder you shall become plunder, and all who prey upon you I will make a prey. For I will restore health to you and heal you of your wounds, says the Lord, because they called you an outcast, saying, This is Zion. No one seeks her. Mm-hmm. So that's Jeremiah 30, and it was verse 16 and 17. That's a good scripture. So you, you said a lot there. I'm going to try to focus in on certain things. But uh, obviously, President Trump has been under attack. Uh, you mentioned some people that are on the call regularly deal with spiritual warfare Um, To somebody who really doesn't understand, why would there be spiritual warfare in praying for President Trump? Well, because President Trump, um, I love the fact that when you played those prayer little sequences today, that they prayed in Jesus' name. President Trump is not afraid to mention the name of Jesus and say that he's his Lord and Savior, and he believes that Jesus is the King of Glory, the Savior of the world. So he's taken a stand that is, it is probably, hasn't, hasn't been seen in recent decades as far as saying, not just saying, I believe in God, 
but I believe in the Savior, Jesus Christ. So that really is what the gospel is all about. And because he's willing to stand out and, and somewhat become an outcast in a world that doesn't believe, many people don't believe Jesus is the Savior, the Messiah, the King of glory. So because of that, there's a literal spiritual battle that takes place when you stand for God and we live in a realm, in this earthly realm, where people are pretty much in their own little microcosm of what they believe, what they stand for, what they fight for, and those people that are not standing with the Lord God Almighty may be completely complacent or may, may not even know that there's a battle going on. Hmm. Those of us that are on the Lord's team, on the Team, team Jesus, we know that there's a raging battle, and the Bible tells us this will happen. If you stand for the Lord Jesus Christ and you believe in is Him being your Savior and your Lord, you will experience this kind of opposition in this world. You will experience persecution. So we have these things happening, but together on this call, we encourage one another. We pray for each other. We show the love of Jesus Christ. Very honestly, I know very few people personally on this call, but we become like a family after the last three years, yeah. and we pray for each other, encourage each other, and we stand with each other in the Lord. Amen. I, did, I think in the beginning I said like a year or something. I had forgotten that it had been as long as three years, and sometimes I forget it's 2019, <laughs> and that President Trump's been in office for a few years now because there's just been constant warfare and constant attack, whatever you want to call it, uh, from the Mueller probe, which just recently ended, and we're still seeing the backlash from that, uh, where there was a uh, you know a result of no obstruction, no collusion, but for whatever reason the narrative continues. Um, so, where do you see? Okay, about like the next year and a half, we're going to go into another election cycle. You know, President Trump has an opportunity to have four more years. Um, he's getting up there in his age a little bit. Uh, the man's been under a tremendous amount of scrutiny attack. There's investigations going on on both sides. Uh, I think the new attorney general in the state of New York has made a promise to look after everything Donald Trump and see if she can find something on him uh, with endless cases. I'm sure that they'll try to you know initiate uh, from just about anything. We've already seen Stormy Daniels and Avenatti. And uh, I mean, I can just go on and on pages and pages of things that we've all walked through as a country. So does it end? Does it get worse? You know, what do we need to do? And, and, and then I'll ask you a question after that. That's a really big one. But what do you think about that? Well, I don't expect the opposition to cease. It will probably escalate because this man made a declaration, a promise, running on a platform of cleaning the swamp, mm. and meaning that he wasn't going to stand for corruption, that he wanted to get everyone out of office who was opposing the Constitution, that was opposing pro-life, that was opposing things that violate God's Word. So he's standing on a very strong foundation of the Bible. And the sad part of it is, as you and I both know, is that this has actually brought division to the church. Right. Where many well, that was going to be my next church. question, so I'll just ask it now. Oh, so, okay. that, that's what <laughs> I, I was going to say. The, the next question is the big one. So there's still Christians out there, and you and I have discussed this quite a bit, that have gotten really angry with me, 
uh, in our support for the president, are praying for him. They said, why didn't you pray for Obama that way? And, uh, you know, just, you know, Obama was the best president ever and such a more eloquent man, such a better speaker, you know, all these things. How can you support President Donald Trump? I just don't get it. So how do you respond to those people? Okay, well, first of all, the first thing I want to say is, for me personally, when I saw Donald J. Trump on the platform with 16 other candidates, the Holy Spirit spoke to my heart and said, the trump of God will sound and the dead in Christ will rise. Now, that's from 1 Thessalonians. And I, I was a little bit shocked by what I heard the Holy Spirit say in my spirit, and I'm like, Lord, what do you mean? And he said he will be the next president. So very clearly I heard that. And when I expressed that to other people, they were like, you are off your rocker. There is no way that man doesn't have a chance. You are. It's absolutely ridiculous what you're saying. Well, well it sounds like what uh, Kim Clement and uh, Mark Taylor had a similar uh, prophecy, actually. Right? Exactly. In, yeah. and, and looking at his name... His name, you know, Shofar is what the, they would blow in the battle and blow to lead off worship. And his name, Trump, is like Shofar. The trump mm. of God will sound and the dead in Christ will rise. That's like the Shofar of the Lord. Mm. So God is, now I'm not saying he is the Shofar of the Lord. Yes. I'm not saying that he is a, a messianic figure per se. No. I'm not saying he's Messiah by any no. means. He's an instrument that God is using to restore the foundations of our nation, and looking at him as a builder, he's a builder, so what mm -hmm. do builders do? Yeah, they build. They look at a site, go ahead. No, no, go ahead, you're right on, yep. Okay, they, they go out and they check out a site, they determine if the building on the site needs to be gutted, if the building can be renovated, if the structure is strong enough to take the renovation, they determine, first of all, is the foundation strong enough, and will it hold maybe some new materials or whatever it is. He is accustomed to assessing those things. And in the same way that he did that with building so many magnificent buildings, he is now gutting much of America in, his, in signing different declarations and signing presidential orders and, and, and wanting to bring people back to work and bring uh, businesses back to the United States of America. So he's, he's changing the foundation of our nation, which is what God desired this nation to be a great nation and to be a place of milk and honey. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I fully agree. I'm going to play the devil's advocate right now just for the sake of the show. Um, but there's many people out there that will say, well, I still don't understand how a Christian can support a man that's cheated on wives, that's, you know, basically, you know, run, uh, you know, gambling facilities. You know, he's basically known as a, as a very sinful, carnal man. So how do you reconcile that with such strong support for this man? Okay, for me it's a simple fact, because the Bible says if any man is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things pass away, behold, all things become new. President Donald Trump has made a confession of faith in Jesus Christ. I believe when he took office that he was a fairly young believer, and yes, he committed sin, in his life and will also continue to sin. The scripture says we're all sinners and we fall short of the glory of God and the wages of our sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Jesus Christ. 
So those of us that have confessed Jesus, you know this, I'm preaching to the choir here, (laughs) we have salvation in Jesus Christ. So he is saved, and he is being cleansed and purified and sanctified like any other believer. And if I could just say one more thing without, um, without going on to another subject, the body of Christ oftentimes does not do well with people that come in from a worldly lifestyle. They might uh, might be a woman who's a former prostitute or a guy who's a, a drug dealer or whatever it is. They don't believe them. They don't believe they're Unless really Unless they're a safe. celebrity, they right? If they're, if they're a celebrity. <laughs> okay, so, so how much more would this man who's a billionaire, mm. who has made incredible deals throughout his life, he has had many women in his life, and I, I do want to say something else. I'm sorry, Todd, I'm talking no, so it's much. Okay. But I want to say something else that I know I, someone just passed away recently that knew him very well. Mm. And her and her husband used to have dinner with him in New York, and right. she said to me, that man never needed to throw himself at women. We would sit at the dinner table with him, and women would be fawning oh, sure. all yeah. over him. Yeah. He could hardly get rid of them, no, that's and he was true. gracious and kind. Yeah, so, that's true. Anyway. No, that's a good point. Uh, I'm just trying to ask the hard questions because I know what people ask me. And, uh, you know, one of the things that you keep mentioning is, is that, you know, he got saved or he's a new believer. Uh, I do remember we reported on this during the campaign. Dr. Dobson had come out, I believe it was him, and said that he did have an opportunity to either lead President Trump to the Lord or to speak to him in that manner. Uh, but that's really the only reporting I've had. I know that, that he has said that, uh, you know, he's a Christian. He believes, you know, in, you know, in God and the Bible, and he talks about it often. But where are you getting... Uh, that he's a Christian, like, saved? Like, where is that information coming from? Well, it's coming from people that both you and I know mm-hmm. who go and pray for him regularly. So, like, maybe it's the Christian, like the evangelicals that are going in there and the and the presidential's yes, evangelical they go in and pray with him on a regular basis in the Oval Office and have spent time with him in depth and have conversed regarding the Word of God and the fact that he loves worship, he loves prayer, he loves to mention the name of Jesus and pray in Jesus' name. Do you know that several years back, when I went to presidential prayer breakfast, they would not allow the speakers to that. pray in yeah. Jesus' name? Yeah, that's been going on for a while. Yeah. So now, from what you just played today... Obviously, there's been a change. Well, yeah. I mean, if we look at the fruit, you know, I mean, the fruit. I mean, they're playing Gosnell in the in the White House now. <laughs> I mean, you know, there's right. there's heartbeat laws, you know, happening all around the country. There's definitely a shift in momentum when it comes to you know fighting back against Planned Parenthood and the grotesque and barbaric things that they do there and murdering the innocent. Um, that's just one area. Like you you mentioned, many you know bringing back jobs and commerce to our nation getting away from being just a service-based economy, but having real manufacturing and, you know, just uh, the engine and the and the growth that we really need. I mean, oil production is at an all-time high. I mean, I can just go on and on. Hispanic unemployment, all-time low. Uh, African-American unemployment, all-time low. I mean, we can go through all those, you know, statistics and numbers that the mainstream media doesn't like to report on. But, you know, because we're speaking to the remnant here, and I believe most people are tracking, just, just I'll probably get people mad at me for, for saying anything that I said today, like I'm not supporting the 
the president. I just want to make it clear if you've never listened to me before or, you know, you don't know me, I'm a, a very, very uh, strong supporter of President Trump and, you know, absolutely adamantly support him. In fact, I'm probably one of the biggest supporters. So please don't get the questions that I'm asking wrong. I'm just trying to ask the tough questions because I know that there are still some of you that are on the fence. There, there's another contingent that I want to talk about. This is really great dialogue, actually, Pastor Lorraine. Thank you for this. But one of the areas, so the Hispanic Americans, I happen to love, one of my closest friends is a Hispanic pastor. Uh, you know, we have several friends that have Hispanic congregations. They're a little hesitant to support President Trump. Not all of them. Some are very, very supportive, but others are a little bit, you know, kind of not sure because they hear the reporting about immigration and, you know, they hear that, you know, he's separating children at the border and all these awful things that the, that the news is reporting on. So what would you say to that person that may be listening today, you know, wants to support the president, but is honestly scared. Maybe some of their family might get deported. You know, they don't know what they're going to wake up to next. So what, what do you say to them? Well, I believe that there's a spirit of fear that people have regarding the fact that if they're immigrants and perhaps even illegal immigrants, that they're going to be deported, that possibly their families are going to be deported. But the one thing that we have learned about this man, not only from his actions and, like you say, the fruit of his life, is that he is a lover of America, of the American people. He loves the people. Right. He wants to help them. He wants to prevent them from hardship. The last thing on earth that this man wants to do is separate families. Mm -hmm. That's the last thing. He's a family man. He loves his kids, his grandkids. You can see the fruit of his life with how much his adult children adore him and his grandchildren adore him. Yeah. I also believe that he he is very much looking out for families that have lived here for a long time and is looking for viable ways to help them remain here, but he's trying to encourage and enforce our Constitution because we have laws regarding people becoming citizens or uh, immigrants to the United States of which, America. Which both Republicans and Democrats voted into law. I always like to make that point because people have to remember that the laws of the land, which is what most of us are wanting to be enforced, were approved and voted in by both Democrats and Republican administrations. These are just the laws of the land. So there are no new laws. We're trying to enforce the current laws on the books that were voted on by both sides of the aisle. So it's not really anything crazy. Not to mention that the U.S. immigration laws are some of the most lenient in the world. Um, so, you know, we're a very open country. You know, we definitely allow people to come and have, you know, visas and, you know, different things. But the president is saying, you know what, we need to be more careful. We, I believe he wants to fix our country, you know, and the many challenges that we have. I mean, if you look at Los Angeles County alone, there's 55,000 you know, people that are homeless right now, you know, we have some major problems, infrastructure, you know, our military was getting depleted, you know, we have some big uh, economic challenges, uh, our, our national debt is, is, is substantial and growing each day. So we have to fix the things at home before we can really fully help the rest of the world. And we do help the rest of the world, sending out aid constantly, you know, still involved in many different situations around the world, militarily, uh, humanitarian wise. 
But at the same time, I think that's really what the president's saying. Not only that, but he wants to protect the border from the cartels, from the sex trade and sex trafficking industry, uh, you know, possible terrorists that could enter the country, you know, which, by the way, if there was ever a bomb that goes off in an American city, guess who's going to get blamed? It's the president. They're going to say he didn't keep us secure. So imagine having that weight on you. I don't think he's particularly going after a race or an ethnicity. I think he just wants to have common sense laws that are, you know, already on the books be enforced. Would you agree with that? Well, and what's, what's the point of having laws if they're not applied? Sure. There's no point. But I, I want to also put a word out there to our Christian brothers and sisters. And, you know, as the word of God is what we live by, there's verses in Psalm 75, just a couple of verses I'm going to read. This is verse 6 and verse 7. For exaltation comes neither from the east nor from the west nor from the south, but God is the judge. Hmm. He puts down one and he exalts another. If for no other reason not to come against the President of the United States, and you can also go to the book of Romans regarding honoring government people, Right. is that we realize that our God is the one who exalts people into position. And so if you don't have the fear of the Lord, I guess that won't bother you very much. Mm. But as believers in Jesus Christ, we are meant to walk in the love and the fear of the Lord and yeah. the wisdom of God. And so when we do that, we don't demean a sitting president. And I can personally say, for my own life, and I can't speak for others, I was not in favor of President Obama. When he became president, I was discouraged. But I will tell you, I never cursed him, spoke against him. I, I never felt hate toward him. I had a love in my heart for him because God placed him in that position for the eight years. Did you pray for him, too? Him. Did, did you pray for him? You know, I, I have to be totally uh, upfront here. I prayed for him occasionally, right. not like I pray for President Trump, because I really was very disgruntled by a lot mm. of things that were going on under his administration. Right. Now, that probably was not the best way for me to represent someone as a government official, as someone that would stand in the gap for it for them. I prayed for him and I prayed for his family, but I, I will say I didn't pray as fervently for the Obamas as I do for the Trumps and for this administration. Now, maybe it wasn't really my season to stand up for government that way as well, because right. I, I feel very strongly to work with government people in this hour. I know you do as well. Sure. And I just want to caution the body of Christ, please be careful that you don't curse what God has blessed, mm. and he placed this man in position, so pray for him. If you can't stand him, that's between you and the Lord, but ask God for love for him, to pray for him, at least occasionally, and you know what? Your heart will soften. Amen. Um, just a couple more questions. Is Donald Trump racist? Absolutely not. That is a silly statement, and of course I know it's an accusation against him, he loves all people groups. Look at the way he gets along with some of some of the dictators around the world. <laughs> I mean, he goes into regions and areas where other presidents really don't didn't want to step foot. This man 
is a lover of God's creation, lover of God's people, and he's really not anti any anyone. Um, that to me is just an assignment from the enemy and and a lie from the pit of hell that people say that about him because because of the propaganda in the media and you know whether we call it the fake news or not there is a lot of fake news out there and there's a lot of propaganda people are not being told the truth and because they don't do the research like you do and others of your caliber they're duped and they they believe these lies but if they started really researching they'd be shocked how wrong their perceptions are. Yeah, I mean, I'm just trying to think of all the accusations people have said about me. One of the things they say, well, did you pray for Obama when he was president? Because I always hear you praying for Trump. And, you know, to your point, I mean, I probably didn't pray to the level I do now, but I, I would just say it's it's more than praying for a president. I know it's really convenient to look and say, well, you didn't pray as much for Obama and you pray for Trump. And that's, you know, obviously there's bias there. But I would say this, it's really about the direction the nation is headed. When President you know, Obama was in, in office, I will say I was deeply pray- prayerful and concerned about the direction the nation was headed. And I really believe that that's when, you know, God started moving because the saints of God and the remnant church really, you know, started to pray fervently for our country and for a breakthrough and for a revival. And this has been going on for a while, but especially in the previous eight years and the Obama administration years. So, you know, I would say, yeah, we did pray for our nation. We prayed for President Obama. The reason why we're invigorated, we're, we're excited right now, you know, even though, you know, we do love Donald Trump. We think he's a, a better pre- person. I think he's a better president. But what I'm saying is it's not really about the man. It's about, like you said earlier, the fruit and the direction of the country and the things that he's standing for life, you know, standing for biblical, you know, Christian values values and principles and bringing back morality and, you know, family values and things that we are concerned about that we've been deeply grieved about. For instance, I can think out of the Obama administration, he was fighting to have men, you know, transgender men go into bathrooms and w- with women and, and young girls. That was a, an actual right. thing. I mean, he, he put, you know, millions, if not more of dollars on the tarmac of Iran, you know, one of the biggest state sponsors of terrorism in the world. Um, you know, he gave you know, money to the Palestinians, right? before he left office. I mean, it seemed like he was arming and equipping our enemies, you know, and so there was a lot of things going on. So I would say for me personally, I was praying for our country. I did pray for President Obama, but it was a different season and a different type of prayer because we have seen the uptick in warfare with President Trump being in the White House. We understand that the battle is not against flesh and blood, like you said earlier, it's a battle between light and darkness. And so that's really what's going on here. And I always like to bring it back to that because it is a battle between light and darkness. And if, if you're if you're standing on the other side and you can't stand President Trump, listen, you you don't. I, my biggest mistake was that I tried to defend the man, Donald Trump. And honestly, you know, I love Donald Trump, but he's flawed just like I'm flawed, just like you're probably flawed. You know, he may be more flawed than you. I don't know. But the bottom line, though, is, is that God did choose this man. I don't think there's very many people that could have withstood what he's just withstood the past couple of months going through this probe. It was brutal. It went after his kids. Many people don't even know that. They were looking to, to try him for treason, which by the way, treason, the, the, the punishment for treason is death. So they were looking to kill this man. They were looking for his extinction and to take him down. And so I believe that's why warriors like Pastor Lorraine and others are, are interceding more. So it's a, it's a long answer to a short question. But, you know, people use that one a lot. Why didn't you pray for President Obama? I would say we did pray for that 
that you know the president we, we respected that god put him in leadership you know we got what we deserved but at the same time the remnant church rose up and i believe it caused a shift and a reprieve season which is what we're in now and i would just encourage you to look at the fruit to ask god for wisdom and discernment and to look at the two different directions our country will go if someone on the far left were to take a leadership position in our nation again what are their big talking points what are the things that they're standing for you know do they really align with biblical morals and values and i don't always agree with republicans but i do think that there is a pretty clear distinction between where the right stands and where the left stands president trump is kind of more of an independent anyways but i really like the things that you said is there anything else that you want to say pastor Lorraine? one last thing i i know you know this but i wanted to mention the pro-israel stance of president trump and going by genesis 12 3 that says i will bless those who bless you regarding israel and i will curse him who curses you and in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed you know, there's a lot of controversy regarding this. Some people are thinking that Christians are over the top when it comes to standing for Israel, and other people are thinking that Christians don't say enough. Hmm. We need to be praying for Israel. If God found it in his heart to put the nation of Israel as a, as a beloved people, as a people that he, that he called his own special people, his own special treasure, and if he himself did that, why would we be offended about standing with Israel and putting our embassy in Jerusalem, yeah. which is the capital of Israel? So I think if you look at different facets of President Trump's administration, what he has accomplished, what he has promised, how he's wanting to literally gut and renovate the United States of America and bring us back to the health and wellness that we are called to walk in and to be, then if you look at that, you'll have a different perspective. And here's my challenge to the people of God that are offended by him and despise him and, and speak against you and I and everyone else who really has prayed for him and stood in the gap for him. My challenge is this. Take some time in prayer with the Lord and the Word of God and talk to the Lord. Talk to the Holy Spirit. Ask him if he is for this man, ask him if he instituted him in his position as President of the United States. Ask him if he is working through him. I think you will be greatly surprised and thankful. The Israeli people, though I have many Israeli friends, are very precious and wonderful, but they're sinners in need of their Messiah. And so it's not about saying they're perfect. It's not about saying that they're better than any of us, because God said he chose the, the least of them mm. to be his chosen people. So what we want to do is we want to be careful that we don't try to amend or change a word of the Word of God. We want to stand with the Word of God as Christians. Now, I, this is another whole can of worms. <laughs> There's a whole contingent of Christian people that say they don't believe the Bible is God's absolute truth and word anymore. So oh, there's boy. a lot of transition happening. Wow. But those of us that do, we are going to live by this word. Amen. And and I would just say for all the variances in doctrine, because we have people that are evangelicals, we have people that are Jewish, we have people that are Pentecostal, and we have people that are uh, you know more on the reform side or more on the very conservative side of the church. 
I would say let's not focus on all the areas we disagree. I think we can all agree that, uh, you know, looking at the facts and what's happened the last couple of years, you know, can we really feel good about going into a socialist, a guy that spent his, I mean, let's look at Bernie Sanders. He spent his honeymoon in Russia. Uh, we have, you know, AOC on the far left of the Democratic Party, you know, wants to do several trillion dollar, you know, new green deal. Um, most Democrats today, if not all, support socialism. And we're seeing the absolute collapse of socialism in Venezuela right now, where just a few days ago, a couple of cars ran over some of their citizens. That's what happens in a socialistic country. Um, it never turns out well. It never has. And I don't believe it ever will. Every time I talk to anybody that's part of the former Soviet Union, they will uh, immediately tell me how crazy they think it is that Americans are falling for these lies. And so, you know, let, let's focus on what we can agree on today. And I think this is a really interesting and uh, a great question and answer interview about President Trump. So thank you, Pastor Lorraine. Thank you for the prayer call that you're doing weekly. Um, is this a call that anybody can come on, or they got, they got to be invited, right? Because it's a special call, right? Yes, it is by invitation only because we've had interference on the call. Sure. And so um, it has to be somebody who really has a heart for God and a heart for our president and our nation. And, you know, Pastor Todd, as we conclude this, can I just read a few verses sure. from Romans 13? Sure. Okay, Romans 13 says, Let every soul be subject to the governing authorities. For there is no authority except from God, and the authorities that exist are appointed by God. Therefore, whoever resists the authority resists the ordinance of God, and those who resist will bring judgment on themselves. This is the first few verses of Romans 13. Please read it, people of God, and pray over it. And, you know, I just, I believe God wants to do something glorious here, and thank you so much for allowing me to share my heart. Amen. Does President Trump get four more years? What do you think? Absolutely. Amen. All right. We're going to stand on that promise. And thank you, Pastor Lorraine. You can be found Pastor Lorraine Coconado on Facebook. I think you have two Facebooks and then and then Lorraine Coconado, correct? And Leaves of Healing Tabernacle, yes. Leaves Pastor of Healing Lorraine Tabernacle. Coconado, Lorraine Coconado, Leaves of Healing Tabernacle. I have a few others, but that's those are the main ones. Okay. And the people can get in touch with you on that if they if they reach out, correct? Absolutely. All right. Awesome. Well, Pastor Lorraine, why don't you close us in prayer on this National Day of Prayer? Okay. Well, thank you so much. Father God, I just want to give you praise. I give you thanks and praise, Lord, that you have placed us in the most beautiful, blessed, free nation on the earth. And Lord, it is your sovereign will and plan that we operate within the laws of our nation, within the constitutional laws of our nation, that as a people of God, we come together, Jew and Gentile, and love you and serve you and honor you and pray for our president and the leaders, Lord. According to your word, we are to pray for all those that serve in public office, Father God. So, Lord, we do that in obedience to your word. I do pray, Father, that you would heal the body of Christ, that you would bring us back together, that the division that has begun many years ago, Lord, will be completely dissipated and we will be reunited as one body, one spirit, one heart, one mind for the Lord Jesus Christ. And we also pray 
for our future as a nation, Lord, that you would bless this country as we lift up the name above all names, our Lord Jesus Christ, that you would truly lead and guide us and our governing officials in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. I am a supporter of Israel. Pastor Lorraine is a supporter of Israel. And we're a supporter of President Donald Trump. This has been an excellent dialogue today. And I want to thank you, Pastor Lorraine, for taking the time. And we're going to let you go. If you could just hold on. And we will be back with more Remnant News.